Podcast Answer Man, episode number 126. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Podcast Answer Man. My name is Cliff Ravenscraft, and today I'm going to be talking about a topic that I get asked quite often about, and that is how to make money with your podcast, or how do you how do you drive any sort of income with what you do through your efforts in podcasting? We're going to talk about a couple of those things and one other topic right now. Well, folks, I want to first start off by saying, please forgive me for the sound of my audio right now. My voice is nasally and a little scratchy, and I may even cough once or twice in this episode. And uh, that's because I have a little bit of an upper respiratory infection, but no worries. I went to the doctor as soon as I got home from vacation, and they gave me some antibiotics, and I'm already two and a half days into it, and I'm sure I'll be feeling fine by next week. But the show must go on, my friends, and uh, that's why I'm here every Thursday from 7.30 in the morning till 5 o'clock in the evening recording Uh, podcast episodes back-to-back all day long. And if you haven't ever done so, why not stop by some Thursday at gspn.tv slash live. And before you make plans to cancel everything you're doing just so you can join us live, make sure you stop by gspn.tv slash schedule. (laughs) I had to think about it there for a second. Slash schedule to make sure that everything is going according to schedule. That Okay, exactly. That's why it's slash schedule. Anyway, there is something that I need to change in October. There are two Thursdays in October that I will be unavailable all day, uh, both two Thursdays back to back. And tri- still trying to figure out how I'm going to work those details out. But, you know, the show must go on some way in some fashion or another, and I'll make sure it happens. And yeah, it's not going to be just like a day earlier or a day later because... It's actually two full weeks back-to-back that I've uh, made a commitment to go and work with somebody. Anyway, um, yeah, I'll probably maybe do a weekend kind of deal. So I'm looking in the chat room, and already Gordon's in the chat room saying, my model for podcast monetization is definitely is different than most. Listening is always free, but I always have, let's see here, but lawyers who want to continue who want continuing legal education credit pay for the certificate of participation. Oh, very cool. So you're doing like continuing educational uh, classes where they can earn credits for their continuing ed. And the the content's the same whether you pay for it or not or pay for the actual certification or not. Uh, I like that. That's a great model. And that's exactly what we're going to talk to uh, you guys about today. And uh, to start things off, I have two voicemails. We're going to start off with a voicemail from my friend Steve, who uh, we hear from quite often now, which um, is a great thing. So by the way, Steve, thanks for calling in again in advance. And here's what Steve had to say. Hey, Cliff. This is Steve from Indiana and the Motorcycle Nation podcast. Just wanted to ask a question of the podcast answer man concerning uh, um, monetizing your podcast. Now, I know you've done podcasts on this in the past, but uh, I recently received a newsletter from Podcast Alley, and it talked about uh, allowing Nevio to help you monetize your show. And I uh, just wondered, number one, what you think about that. Number two, how much control over your content do you lose uh, if you do let that happen, or are there, there are ways to go about not allowing them to have your content but still have you um, promote the people that they want you to promote so that you can actually um, monetize the podcast. So if you would possibly go back and, uh, and cover that a little bit more, and um, I'm sure there are a lot of other people out there who have the same question that I do, so I would appreciate it if you would cover this on an upcoming episode of Podcast Answer Man. Thanks, Cliff, and uh, everybody out there join the community. All right, Steve, thank you so much for that question. Now, I will tell you that I have not worked with Mevio in in quite some time. In fact, they used to be Podshow. And I did sign a non-disclosure agreement when I was in talks with them about possibly uh, joining their network as a premium, um, a premium 
producer or whatever that they called it at the time. I mean, they, these things are changing all the t- all the time in that, in essence. But anyway, back in the day, I did get a contract from them. I'm not allowed to share with you what they had in their contract, but I will tell you that I did not sign any non-disclosure agreement when I was approached by Podango uh, and the contract that they gave me. And I will tell you that when you have a standard contract and it doesn't matter where you go, if you're going to sign up for somebody to uh basically to go out and market your sponsorship dollars or your advertising revenue for your podcast uh you are going to have to you know work with those folks and sometimes that means that you're going to have to um host things on maybe their network so that they can do the appropriate ad insertions so you you may have to quit using who you prefer as a file host they may actually create some additional RSS feeds and start hosting your content on their site. And as a result of that, you may have to, uh, you may have to deal with the fact that either you're going to be having two feeds, both your current feed plus all the feeds they have for you. Uh, there's a, there's a lot of little nuances here and there. And to be honest with you, it's, it's not fair for me to say whether, you know, what all control you would lose as a content producer or the owner of your own content when you sign those contracts because you honestly you have to look at each one individually and I will tell you my personal feeling and this is the things that I've learned through this process is that you pretty much anytime you're offered something like this that is that you if your content's worth anything to you you don't just go and sign a default boilerplate contract you go through it detail, you know, line by line by line. I literally took three weeks to go over the Podango contract, and I made 34 suggestions, 34 suggestions for things that I would require to be changed and reworded so, you know, before I would consider signing on with Podango. At the very last minute, some, some last-minute conversations, in essence, I, I had a really bad feeling about the way things might possibly go in the future if I were to sign that contract. And at the very last minute, with all the changes, with everything in place, I still ended up not signing the contract. Now, it wasn't necessarily the contract, but it was just, it was, it was more along the lines of how I personally handle the content that I produce and how I have felt, you know, it was in my best interest in accomplishing my end goals, which, by the way, my end goals here have never been, uh, you know, primarily to earn income from my shows. All of my shows until just recently were started as hobbies, including Podcast Answer Man. Go back and see if you can find episode number one of this podcast, and you'll listen to it, and you'll know that at that time I had no clue I'd ever be making a living doing podcasting or even earning a penny from podcasting. But if you go back and listen, you'll 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 kind of capture that feeling. But with that being said, when one of the things that happened in the Podango situation was a conversation came out and says, "Hey Cliff, have you ever thought about, you know, basically cutting out several of your shows and just knocking it down to maybe the one or two shows you think are the most popular?" Uh, because and and this is the wording they kind of use, and this is paraphrased slightly, but it's you know if you had one or two shows with fifty to seventy five thousand uh, listeners, it would be easier for us to find you sponsorship dollars than having a network of ten to fifteen shows with a couple hundred you know to a couple thousand listeners for each of those individual shows. It'd just be easier for us if you had you know, mass quantities of subscribers to, you know, just a very, you know, either one or two or at the most, maybe three shows. And since what that communicated to me was, you know, these folks were only interested in going out and finding big corporate sponsors who would pay money for large volumes of, um, of subscribers and it was going to be like a very low CPM kind of deals, probably, you know, $20 per thousand downloads and stuff like that, <clears throat> which, to be honest with you, I think is ridiculously undervalued for at, at least my content, uh, my content and the the engagement that I have with the community that I have that we have built here at GSPN.TV. Uh, 
twenty dollars per thousand downloads is is a ridiculously low uh, value on on the content and the 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 reach that we have with our audience. Now, with that being said, I ended up not signing that contract. But if you're doing a podcast that's a hobby and you're interested in allowing somebody else to take over the responsibility of that, understand this. There are several different levels of these networks out there. They have their, you know, their upper level. It's like you're almost like a partner level or not that you're a partner, but, uh, you know, you're, you're at the top premium, uh, network level and they, they're going to promote the heck out of you because, well, they believe that they can really grow your audience. And if, you don't meet that level, then you're going to be at some, you know, medium level or even small level. And if you're, sh- let me just put it, I'm going to say it this way. And, and, and if you're from a network and you disagree with me and, and, and I've got it completely wrong, then feel free to give us a call on the listener line, area code 859-795-4067. If you are from Mevio uh, or any other network out there and you want to talk and be frank with the type of offerings that you have and what's required and stuff like that, I'd be interested in talking to you about possibly even bringing you on for a special episode. Um, <clears throat> you know, I, I, no promises, but I'd, I'd be interested in having that conversation with you. But anyway, my 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 gut feeling on this over you know the last couple of years that I've been approached with the networks is that if you have about fifty thousand or more le- you know subscribers, good chance that you'll make it to that top level network. Um, network base, and and if you do that, then you're gonna get some good promotion, uh, cross promotion. They're gonna connect you with the other people who are at that top level, and you might get connected with somebody who has you know 230 thousand podcast you know subscribers and stuff like that, and you're gonna be interacting with those. And of course, those relationships aren't automatic. You have to develop and and cultivate those relationships with those other podcasters. But you're gonna be playing at in a, in a field with other players that that are out there at your level and you know I've always said that the best way to promote your show is to really have a great um to have a great relationship with other podcasters and and you know especially if your audience is similar to their audience it's it's just natural cross promotion will occur as a as a side benefit of that <clears throat> so with that um, if you have less than 50,000, let's just say you have a couple thousand subscribers. Well, guess what? With At a couple thousand subscribers, let's just say you have uh, 4,000 subscribers to your podcast and you get somebody that lands you a deal for um, you know $20 per thousand. Well, you, you put out a podcast episode. Well, that means you got $80 for that episode. I still think that that's, you know, for, for what we're doing here, that's still grossly undervalued. Uh, for the type of response that you get from that. <clears throat> and some of you are out there and you're hearing me say, eighty. I could get $80 per episode with 4,000 subscribers. Where do I sign up? Let me say, let me say something. If you've got 4,000 subscribers and you have a niche audience instead of just a general audience, but if you have a niche audience, do not sell out for $20 per thousand. Um I will I will not mention any names and just so you know uh so so that you won't be guessing at which sponsor has done what I will tell you since December of 2005 I've had no less than 15 different sponsors for for various podcasts that I've produced at one time or another some of those sponsors were Time Warner Cable some of them were DirecTV uh we had um we had sponsors that were you know, online dating services. We had sponsors that uh, are bookstores. We had sponsors that are graphics artists. Design. I mean, we we've had a lot of different sponsors that I've tried things out. Some were advertisers. Some were sponsors. And I will tell you that that there there was a time where I had a show that was relatively new, very little subscribers. And worked down an arrangement where I made, let's just say, more than five hundred and less than a thousand dollars per month for a once a week episode. 
And and I'm telling you, those kind of things, and that was without any guarantee of how many subscribers that I have. Matter of fact, the, the talk of subscription numbers didn't even matter. It, it was the audience that I had. It was the engagement that I had with the audience. And I will tell you that, that you know, that it, it was a very successful campaign. And uh, that's all I'll say. <clears throat> and I could talk to you a little bit more about that. If And, and one of the things I, I, I do want to share, just complete authenticity and transparency here. I'm a little bit hesitant to share all of this information with you. Uh, you know, I put out a lot of content for free here at podcastanswerman.com. It's something I very much value uh, in doing, and it builds a lot of great trust, and it shows you guys that, you know, at least I know a lot of stuff about what I'm talking about, and I live, eat, drink, and breathe podcasting. But there, I do make a living doing consulting work and this is one of those things where I'm typically paid an hourly rate to sit down and have these conversations. So while I'm going to put some stuff in here, I just want to say, you know, I'm going to try to keep from sharing too many details because I still have to protect some of the stuff that I actually do throughout the week uh, and not just put it all into one episode for you. So if you want to go into more detail about some of the details about how I was able to monetize uh, and and to gain some of these sponsorships, I'd be happy to sit down and talk to you one-on-one uh, given my hourly rate. And you can always email me, feedback at gspn.tv or just go to podcastanswerman.com. You'll see all the contact information there. I'd be glad to set up an appointment with you and, and to talk to you about those sort of things. In fact, I've got a consulting call coming up in the next couple of days where we're going to talk about different revenue models uh, for podcasting and I'm going to be sharing my story. So... Uh, with that being said, please, please forgive me if I if I'm if I remain a little bit vague on this, but I definitely wanted to to share with you, and especially you, Steve. When it comes to these contracts, just understand this: is that you are going to be uh, working with somebody else. You're going to give them some control over what goes on to your show. Um, you'll probably always have ultimate control if you get somebody that's a sp- wants to sponsor a bunch of different podcasts across the network, and that that sponsor is extremely object- objectionable, objectionable to the type of content that you produce and the values that you have personally. You can reject that, but you know. Um, when those networks go out and they're seeking out sponsors, they're not taking your values into consideration. And, uh, you know, and I will tell you, there's a, there's a big difference between advertising and sponsorship. And, you know, if, if you're interested, I'd love to talk to you about that one on one. If anybody out there is, uh, um, I'm releasing a mega feedback episode this week. I don't, <laughs> I'm reading the chat room and I'm not sure what that's regarding. But anyway, uh, I would be interested in talking to you about advertising versus sponsorship and some of my experiences uh, doing just that. And it's also some other methods of earning income. In fact, we have a question from, I think this is from Stephen in Australia, and he happened to be on episode number eight, or actually no, episode number nine of Social Media Serenity that we are, uh, recorded earlier today. And uh, this is Stephen's question right here. Hey, Cliff. This is Steve from India. Uh, wrong, Stephen. Uh, that's actually Steve. And here's Stephen right here. G'day, Cliff. My name is Steve Fisher, and I'm calling from Melbourne, Australia. We have a little podcast that we've started doing down here on aviation. And I thank you for the advice that you uh, gave to me recently when I asked you a quick question about it. One question that I do have, though, and perhaps some other listeners to the show might find interesting, I'm wondering about what your opinion would be on finding the right time to play place a tip jar or some other sort of small listener donation funding mechanism, I guess, onto your website. Uh, you know, this would, this would be to help with offsetting the cost of hosting mainly, which is uh, quite expensive down here in Australia. Many of the podcasts I listen to have some sort of tip jar where they will ask people for a small donation if they like what they hear. I've seen other podcasts go down the route of trying to sell merchandise such as t-shirts uh, with uh, what I think may be limited success. Our podcast is about eight episodes in and and my co-host and I were considering perhaps starting a tip jar maybe from episode 10 now that we're getting uh, maybe a couple of hundred downloads each episode, which is uh, quite gratifying in itself. So, yeah, just wondering what your opinion would be on that subject. Thanks very much for the help that you gave me recently. I really do appreciate it, and you do have quite a following down here in Australia, so keep up the great work. Cheers. Bye. 
Well, hello to all of my Australian friends, and uh, I love each and every one of them. I, I have some wonderful friends in Australia, and uh, I, I think I may have mentioned it earlier, and if not, uh, I just picked up some a, a wonderful new client in Australia. Did a major project for them, took me several days to complete, and uh, they were very happy with it, and, and uh, I, I love my friends from down under. Anyway... To answer your question, when when is it appropriate to put out a tip jar or to put some kind of PayPal donation link on your site? My my suggestion is whenever you feel like somebody might click on it and and give you something. Uh, back in the day, when I started podcasting as a hobby, I recognized real quickly that I had a desire to improve the quality of my sound, and I was I I put out a donate button on the site. In fact, I oftentimes asked people at the end of the show, hey, if you're interested in helping us to improve the quality of the sound of our show, would you be would you consider going to our website and clicking the PayPal donate button? And you know what? <clears throat> at the time, I think we had about 17,000 listeners and I would probably get about eight to 10 people per week who would write in and say, you know, I really wish you would quit begging for money. You know, it, it's really not right, especially when people are working hard and you're sitting there and 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 you want us to contribute to your hobby. You know, I don't ever do anything and ask you to, to help send me money so that I can get a new f- a fishing pool for my fly fishing hobby. And, you know, I would get those kind of emails and and I'm like, okay, well, that's great that you feel that way. Uh, but at the same time, I was getting donations uh, and quite a few of them. In fact, I have a wonderful member of our community uh, who one day sent me over $350. And she says, hey, I know that you mentioned that you wanted a mixer. And, uh, you know, how much would a mixer be? And I'm like, well, the one I'm looking at is $350, you know, $349. But, you know, I, 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 you know, I'll eventually get there. And if you want to contribute to, to go towards that, that'd be excellent. That, that'd be great. And the next thing I know, 20 minutes later, my email comes in. And it's like, you've received a donation. And I open it up and this wonderful friend uh, sent over $350. And I, it, 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 you just put it out there. And a lot of people are willing to contribute uh, if you've provided something of great value to them, that value can be in the form of entertainment, it can be in the form of education, and uh, it can be in the form of encouragement or inspiration. And basically, and Daniel says, who is that listener and can I, how can I get her to subscribe to my podcast? Well, if you listen to all the gspn.tv podcasts, uh, I have no doubt that there's probably about three or four hundred of our listeners who, when I tell that story, they would know exactly what listener that was, uh, because I've I've thanked her personally about you know how how in, influential she was to the success of our our, our early success of GSPN TV uh, in many shows. But anyway, but yeah, the, the, these people are out there. Um, I you know it, it it's just people will contribute to your show there will be people who will be opposed to you asking some people will be turned off some people will even threaten to stop listening and you know what you can't please everybody and uh, I I really see no harm in putting a PayPal donate button on your site and don't expect anybody to hit the PayPal donate button unless you you ask them to and it goes to the whole you know it really does go to the whole um shampoo analogy that I often use. And I don't know if this is true or not. uh, And I don't know the statistics, but if you go next time you're taking a shower and you pick up your shampoo bottle, read the instructions, read the instructions. It'll say rinse, you know, actually uh, rinse your hair. It'll, it'll say apply shampoo uh, and work it into a lather. And then it'll say rinse and repeat. And I'm told that it used to never say repeat. And what happened was the shampoo industry actually said rinse, added rinse and root and the word and repeat. And they did that so that they would sell more shampoo and that it worked, that it was a statistical growth in the amount of shampoo sold. And I'll be honest with you, there are many times that I just naturally 
will shampoo my hair, I will rinse, and I will repeat. I have no idea why I do it, but I do it because that's what I that's what the instructions say. And so at the end of the podcast, if I say, you know, hey, if you've enjoyed this content, please consider becoming a Plus member, head over to gspn.tv slash plus. Guess what? Some people will do it, but if I never mention it and it's just a link on the side of my page, people, most people will just not think to do it. So you do have to kind of be out there and let people know that you there is an ability to donate and if they find value in the, the content that you produce that you would appreciate that. It would help the, the improvement of the show uh, via the quality or what have you. And I will tell you, it was very difficult for me to, to go from donations to a premium subscription model. And I would, you know, I'm not going to go into um, the exact details on how I did that here. Again, that is something that, you know, it, it's not a closely guarded secret, but it is something that, you know, is an experience that I've had over the course of three and a half years of podcasting and going from doing this as a hobby to actually supporting a wife and three kids who are four eight and nine and and making a living doing this and so yeah if, if you're interested in learning how I you know my my method of exactly how I went from going to, from just accepting donations to how I went to premium subscription model uh, I will tell you this that as of today we added our 305th gspn.tv plus member I don't ha- you don't have to be a math genius to learn how much I bring in just from producing podcasts each month each month. Just take the number of $10, multiply that by 305 people who pay that amount each month, and that's how much money I currently bring in just from recording podcast content. Now that may seem like a lot of money. And well, quite honestly it is. But when you consider running a business and paying taxes and all the overhead that's involved with with operating a business, uh, you'll understand that I'm still not quite to where I need to be just from content alone uh, to to support my family. And so I do other things as well. And that's where my consulting comes in and that is where my equipment sales come in. And so right now, um, I'm generating a approximately one-third of my income from producing content. And uh, the other two-thirds is a mixture between consulting work and also equipment sales. So that's that's where my income is coming in. Now, I will tell you my goal. My goal is to where I will get to the point where my plus membership or my, I'm sorry, my subscription model, my content coming in from my... Uh, I can't think straight because of my, my, I cannot even breathe right now, which is really funny through my nose. Ah, uh, anyway. So what was I saying? I'm looking forward to the day where 50% of my income will be coming in from the content that I produce. And I will be at that point when I reach 500 plus members. And when I reach 500 plus members, it's going to be a big, huge party. Let me tell you. We are so looking forward to that day, and that day is coming. There's no question in my mind that that day is coming, and one of my friends always reminds me, he says, listen, Cliff, just know this. If you got 30 people who are paying $10 a month, or 300 people that are paying $10 a month, you got to know that there are 300 or even 3,000 people out there. I'm sorry, that there are 3,000 people who would be willing to do it if only they knew you existed. That is a huge encouragement and inspiration for me to continue to work on the exposure of our content to as many people as possible. Things that I've been praying about, things that I've been working on strategies on, and you know, things that, to be honest with you, some major doors are opening. I don't know which of those are going to pan out to be wonderful things, but I have no doubt that wonderful things are in store. And so, yeah, donations, definitely a model that I think it, it would be safe to – I don't even think you have to wait till your 10th episode. I think you can go ahead and put the put the donate button on the right-hand side and start mentioning it at the end of your shows in a very, very non-threatening way. Just say, hey, if you enjoy this content, please head over to our website. Consider hitting the PayPal donate button or whatever the case may be. You know, Go, go ahead and do it. I don't, don't feel bashful to, to get that started. 
and underway. Uh, again, I, I have some very deep thoughts about advertising versus sponsorship. Uh, we do have one. Do we only have one? I think we only have one active sponsor right now, uh, and that's because I prefer the premium content model. And the model that I do, of course, is where a majority of our content is available for free. But if you pay $10 a month, you get access to every episode of every show we produce. Now, uh, for example, full-time mom, you're guaranteed to get one of those each month, one episode a month for free. But if you're a plus member paying $10 a month, you'll get an episode every week. Same goes true for Social Media Serenity or Business Tech Weekly uh, at socialmediaserenity.com and businesstechweekly.com, by the way. Uh, you get, you're guaranteed to get at least one of those. Sometimes you'll get two. You might even get three episodes for free one month. But plus members will always get weekly up episodes. So they'll get more than people who are not plus members. And more times than not, they'll be getting quite a bit more. And we have several shows on our, our network where every single episode is free. And that is Podcast Answer Man. And the reason why is because there are other ways of making money from my content. And that is putting things out there of great value that makes people want to reciprocate by providing something of value back to me through either becoming a plus member just because uh, of goodwill and wanting to support the kind of content that I produce, which you could do over at gspn.tv slash plus. Or you could actually do that uh, by purchasing audio equipment from me, which, by the way, a lot of people have done. In fact, let me just tell you real quick, and, and, I, and I'm not throwing these numbers out to be boastful, but I, I'll just share with you. I started selling audio equipment, I think it was about Feb. it may have been like February of 2008. Uh, but when I, when I started, I had no idea how much equipment that I might possibly sell I've been, so it, it's been, what, about 18, 19 months? I'm not great at math, but it, it's not quite been two years, and I've already sold more than $70,000 in podcast audio equipment. $70,000 in audio equipment. Now, obviously, I didn't make $70,000. I, I make a, not a, I don't even make a commission. I, I have a markup of, you know, I, I'm actually an official reseller, so I, I get very discounted prices based on quantity of products sold. And uh, and then I sell them at regular, not retail, but even sometimes well below retail uh, cost. But at the same time, I'm, I do make some money per item. You know, I buy, I buy it at this price. I sell it at this price, oftentimes lower than, much lower than retail. Uh, and I'm able to make a profit off of those sales. So being able to to sell $70,000 worth of audio equipment in under 2 years has is amazing. And how do I have how have I done that? It's been through the relationships that I have built through the people who listen to this content. You know, I used to have a sponsor for podcastanswerman.com. Go back in the archives. I know many of you are doing that. I want to let you know that 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 sponsor Matter of fact, I'll even say it right now. AG Design, A-G-E-E Design.com. Evan is a, is still a wonderful friend of mine. <clears throat> and when we wrote the agreement for him to be a sponsor of uh, of Podcast Answer Man, uh, we, we were very formal. We had an, a, a written agreement between the two of us, and it was very detailed. We I actually drove to his house uh up in I can't remember what part of Indiana that is, but it was about it was about a two and a half hour drive, and I drove up there. We we met face to face. We we hammered out a, an agreement, and we said if any of us ever wants to stop this, you know, sponsorship, here's the details of how we would do that. And one day it just made sense to me to, to stop that sponsorship, and it wasn't because of a relationship thing. It's just I recognized that you know what, if I were sponsoring my own show, so if instead of having him sponsor me and me bringing in X number of dollars per episode, uh, what if I I took that out and I started to tell people, hey, if you want to buy audio equipment, buy it from me. Hey, if you need help with, um. 
consulting on how to get started in podcasting. If you need to know how to set up your your co-host so that you can bring them in via Skype, if you need help installing WordPress and getting it ready for podcasting, if you need help get figuring out the process of putting your your files online on, on a web host and putting them in your WordPress and getting a feed and submitting it to iTunes, call me and let me help you. And I became my own sponsor and I have earned a lot of income as a result of that. Like I said, two-thirds of my income comes from one of my podcasts, Podcast Answer Man. Two-thirds of my income generated from this podcast alone. And it is free every single episode. There are a lot more things that you can do. Uh, and, uh, you know, we haven't talked about affiliate marketing that you could do. I have a great friend of mine who has really opposed the affiliate marketing, uh, but I, I see some extreme value there. I do see the concern there. I would love to talk to you about that. Again, if you wanted to talk to me about my experience in in uh, in, in monetizing content, I would, I would be happy to share that with you. But I, you know, I have a lot more to share on the topic of how to make money from the content that you produce. And, and I would love to have these conversations. I, I've, got, I've got stories that I could share with you one-on-one. I really, it, it's, 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 it's the most difficult thing in the world for me to, uh, to hold this information back. I, it's just like I could just spend the next hour telling you stories about you know when I did this and why I made this decision and how I went about setting up you know, my individual feeds and all of these other things. And, and I typically put so much into this podcast, but this, this is something that quite honestly brings me in approximately about $700 a month of income comes in from about seven different people each month asking me, Hey Cliff, can I talk to you? Can I hire you for an hour and can you share your experience about how you've got, come to the point where you have been able to monetize what you do through podcasting so that you can make a living from it? And one of the things that I tell people is that I'm not going to guarantee you that you'll make a single penny. When you're hiring me to consult with you on how I monetize, what you are going to get is how I monetize. There's no there's no ifs, ands, or buts about that. I'm going to share with you my story. It'll be up to you to find out, you know, which of the these ways, what you know, what ways can you be creative in your niche market? Uh, I, you know, earlier we had Gordon in here who said that he provides an educational class for lawyers, continuing education, and he puts out this just one podcast and he says, "Listen, here's the information, uh, and it's 100% available for free." But did you know that if you listen to this, you could actually make earn continuing education credit. All you have to do is sign up for the certification class. It's the same content. You're already listening to it. Why don't you just get the certification? And here's the you know here's how you sign up to get that. And of course, that's a premium. You know, so that's even another model. You know, and there's lots of different models. And I'd love to share with you my stories. And you know, and and a lot of people have taken what I've said. And I see a lot of people who are making money. I I've seen some people who hired me and. They just didn't have the passion or the drive to to make it happen, and uh, I, so I've seen you know probably about two people over the last year and a half who have hired me, and and they just said, uh, oh, you know, I I'd rather just go to a network, sign up, and let somebody else do that for me. And I want to tell you, I was there. I was almost ready to do that. I've I've actually had contracts in my hands uh, two different times, almost ready to sign. And both times I decided not to. And I'd love to have those conversations with you. And and usually we would basically be able to just have that, um, you know, in a one-hour conversation, we'd be able to cover a whole lot. Uh, let's just say it that way. And, and one hour is not too expensive. So if you're interested, give me a call, 859-795-4067 is the voicemail feedback line. If you want my cell phone number, you can call me uh, directly, 859-757-1399. If you want, just email me, the easiest email address, feedback at gspn.tv. I'd love to work with you uh, on any of those levels. And so just to finish that story with Evan, I I went to him and said, listen, Evan, 
you know, I love our sponsorship agreement. I know that many people have contacted you. They've gotten some artwork and some great design work from you. Uh, but I'd like to talk to you about canceling our sponsorship. And the reason why is because I really feel like I'm missing an opportunity to really sell my own products and services to the audience with the relationships that I've built. And, and, uh, it's proven to me that I make a great deal more money than I ever would have otherwise. So with that, let me uh, just turn my ringer off here in the studio. Uh, that That's pretty much what I have to say about that. And uh, yeah, that's it. So I'm going to go in. I'm going to have one last caller come in here. This is Will who has some questions about why I set things up the way I did in WordPress. Here's what Will had to say. Hey, Cliff. This is Will from Washington, D.C., in reference to the podcast Answer Man. Um, I have a question for you. Uh, I noticed on your, uh, for most of your, all your shows, basically, they each kind of go off of the gspn.tv main page. Um, So you have uh, Week Lost Podcast directs to a certain category of your WordPress feed on uh, gspn.tv. Why did you decide to do that for all your shows, have all your shows uh, basically on, on one podcast page as opposed to having multiple websites? Is there an advantage and are there disadvantages? Um, just uh, looking forward to hearing your answer. This is Will from Washington, D.C. Thank you. All righty. So basically, thank you, Will, first of all, for taking the time to pick up the phone and call in and leave a question for Podcast Answer Man. It's totally awesome. Glad you're listening. Um, and yeah, great question. Why do I have gspn.tv and run 21 of my 22 podcasts off of it? And the reason for that is because back when I first started podcasting, I started one podcast. And I'm the type of person who about once every six to nine months, I like to change the design or the theme or the layout of my site to to really give it a fresh new look. And that's just been consistent all the way through. So when I, when I actually went in and added my second podcast, creating another WordPress installation for it, uh, I found myself wanting to tweak both of the sidebars in the same way. So every time I made a change to one, I went over and made a change to the other. And then I found out, it's like, I really wish the wording on the content, on the comments, said this instead of the default language. So I would go in and change that on all the appropriate pages in the PHP files on in the in the style sheets and everything. <clears throat> I would make changes to the one and it's like, wow, that looks really good. Now I want to go and and make those changes in the other pod, you know, in the other WordPress. And then when I started my third podcast, I found myself wanting to make those changes across three different installations. And all of a sudden, I'm like, okay, I cannot, I got to the point where I had ideas for more podcasts. I wanted to launch more podcasts, but I had no desire to keep up and maintain all these different WordPress installations. One day, I found out that you could actually have a RSS feed per category. And so I could, in essence, create a category called Podcast Answer Man, a category called we're, uh, weekly Lost Podcast, a category called My Crazy Life, which is now Pursuing a Balanced Life. But anyway, I could create these categories and each of them would have their own RSS feed. All of a sudden, I realized that instead of having a design for each of these shows, I could just create a gspn.tv brand, the Generally Speaking Production Network, and this would be my brand overall, and I would drive all the traffic to this one site, which, you know, when I make a change, it changes for everything. Now, the benefit is, is that it only needs to be changed once. You know, I can make a change and boom, everything's automatically updated. I have 22 podcasts that I produce. And so when I make those changes, I don't have to change it to all those different WordPress installations. Now, the drawback is that no matter what podcast you come to, they all look the same. And so, um, the, you know, one of the benefits that would be nice is that if you came to the Weekly Loss podcast, if the theme would actually change to be more thematic, if you will, with loss, that, you know, you'd have kind of an all island motif or something like that. Or when you came to Grey's Anatomy, that maybe you'd see some images from the show or some imagery that, that more closely resembled that. 
Um, and that is certainly doable these days. In fact, it's a lot more doable now than with the later versions of Pro- WordPress than it was in the early days. And I've got a great friend. His name is Mitch Cantor, who would be w- more than willing to help me do all of those things. In fact, I know how to do all those things. I just don't have the time to work on my own projects as much because I'm working so much for so many other people. And with that, I'm always happy to do their work and I get paid for that. And doing my own work, it's like, uh, you know, well, let's just put that one off and, and it's on my to-do list somewhere down the line of priorities. And so that's how kind of things go. Now, if you go to gspn.tv, You'll notice that there's a, there's a category under technology podcast. There's a category for podcast answer man. But if you go to podcastanswerman.com, it's going to take you to a different WordPress installation. That's because podcastanswerman.com is it, this podcast, like I said, brings in two thirds of my income. And so because of that, I'm actually bringing, you know, th- this podcast is big enough that I want it to have its own installation of WordPress and it helps for Google search engine results, you know, search engine optimization. You guys go in and type it, go to Google and type in podcast consultant. And right now I should pull up number two in the list. Actually, there are some indents and so it'll look like I'm third in the list. Adam, my friend, has podcastconsultant.net and or .com or whatever. Uh, but if you if you go down second in the list, I'm there, and it's because of the way that my site reads. And if it, if I was if I forwarded podcastanswerman.com just to a category listing on gspn.tv, my search engine results would not be as high, or at least it would take a lot more work to get them that high. A lot more um, people linking to me. <clears throat> so. With that being said, there are some disadvantages of having everything under there, and that's why sometimes I'll spin off a whole new WordPress installation just for a single podcast. I did that with another podcast called Pursuing a Balanced Life over at pursuingabalancedlife.com. It has its own WordPress installation. Uh, You guys may be surprised to know that I have um, a a WordPress installation for gspn.tv, one for Pursuing a Balanced Life, com one for podcastanswerman.com. I have one for the plus member only access, a whole nother and everything is on that site as well. And not to mention the fact that I have a bunch of other ones that are not publicly made available to everybody, but they're all out there for their own individual purposes. So I have a lot of WordPress installations, but I certainly don't have 22 of them. And if I had a different installation for each podcast. One of the other benefits, by the way, is that because all of my shows are posted in one WordPress installation, if I go just to the main RSS feed, it actually has all the content of everything that I've released in all of those different podcasts. So if I've made all of these podcasts, all the free episodes that I put on the gspn.tv under all the different categories, if you look at just the main feed, it has every single episode in chronological order as they're released. And um, so it makes it available for me to do this thing called an all-inclusive feed. And just it's kind of according to those lines. Um, You know, if you only have one or two podcasts, it may make sense to, to kind of have your own installation. But if you're crazy like me and you have a whole network of shows, there comes a point in time when you have to say, okay, is it extremely important for me to have every single one of these things be its own installation? And for me, it's like, you know what? I think gspn.tv, the Generally Speaking Production Network, is a brand of its own. And of course, podcastanswerman.com, it's a brand of its own. And pursuing a balanced life is has has turned into a brand of its own. And in fact, there are some other shows on our network that I could see, you know, really turning into something huge. In fact, you heard me mention it earlier. I'm going to encourage you if you if you're listening to Podcast Answer Man, there are two other shows that I produce that I know that you will love. If you love Podcast Answer Man, you will love SocialMediaSerenity.com. And you will also, more than likely, especially if you have anything to do where you have a small to medium-sized business that you're involved in, you definitely should be checking out businesstechweekly.com. Again, that's businesstechweekly.com. That's all I got time for this week. 
I can't breathe through my nose. <laughs> I need to get ready to start my next podcast here, actually two minutes ago. So I'm going to go ahead and wrap things up. I would love to continue to get your phone calls on our voicemail hotline. I've got plenty of these things lined up, but uh, I always like fitting in new calls uh, you know, within some of the older calls as well and kind of doing theme shows versus just all kinds of topics all over the place. Of course, I like doing any kind of show to be to be honest with you. And uh, in essence, what I'm going to say is give us a call. Area code 859-795-4067. That's our voicemail hotline open 24 hours a day, seven days a week. 859-795-4067. couple other things. If you are not in the market for new equipment and you're not in the market for some consulting, then please consider becoming a gspn.tv plus member. Support this content that we're producing here. Uh, you can do that. Head over to gspn.tv forward slash plus. Again, that's gspn.tv forward slash plus. And uh, we would love the support of your uh, c- contribution to the content that we're producing here at gspn.tv. And, uh, you know, especially if you're checking out all these other shows, you'll definitely want to check out those other shows I mentioned. Um, I think that's about it. Also, you know, I'm available for those 100-point podcast evaluations. Even even today I've received a couple emails saying that folks are very eagerly uh, awaiting an appointment with me to, to do an evaluation of their podcast. And I'm looking forward to doing that for them. Uh, again, that's a hundred point evaluation where I'll look at your podcast from a hundred different angles and we'll evaluate it and do a consulting call after the fact. And I'll go over all those details with you. And, uh, of course I'm available for any kind of consulting podcasting, new media, and also equipment sales. So we'll talk to you soon. I'll be back next week. And I should probably be sounding better by then. God bless you all. Thanks for listening. Until next time, join the community.